Hey, hey, what do you say? It's Kevin K. Khan Kanachek coming at you with another edition of A24 Vibe Discussions. This week we're coming with an in-depth, spoiler-free review of the newest season of the Netflix hit sensation Black Mirror. But I'm not alone. Oh, no, 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 I have some awful friends with me. But none of them are named Joan, so this won't work. I kid. They're awesome, and our test subjects absolutely believe that I believe that about them. I swear. They're, they're awesome. Anyway, it's Eric, Kelly, and Cole. Welcome, everybody. And what are you drinking? Hi, uh, I'm Eric, or this is actually just a clone of me that NASA made. I am actually up near the moon. Uh, I am... It is real, guys. The moon landing was real, and I'm back here, and I'm going to do another one uh, just to prove to everybody that the original moon landing was real, too, and also that there is a dark side of the moon. Uh, but this is just my oh. my, col- my uh, clone down here, and my clone is drinking Dosa Keys because I'm the most interesting man on the moon. Uh does your clone have a wife, and is she on this podcast yes. as well? She, yes. She is on her first it's me, day 24 vibe discussion. the most famous person that you know. Hi, My name's Kelly. Woo-hoo! Please take me away to a retreat where I can finally get better, and I can stop drinking these cocktails, like the one I found today <laughs> from cocktailbuilder.com, the Black Mirror cocktail. It's absinthe with a little bit of lime juice, vanilla syrup, bitters, and a splash of soda water. It's super delicious, and I'm going to make it even more than just for a Black Mirror vibes discussion. <laughs> for sure. All right, Cole, what you got over there, buddy? Yeah, so it's Cole William Whitlock Gibson. Uh, I am drinking leftover beers from the 4th of July celebrations, so I got a lot of shitty Mick Ultras that I got to burn through. Oof. So pray for me. I could use some help. <laughs> and about as opposite as you can get from a shitty Mick Ultra, I am drinking a Key Lime Pie Sour Ale from Public Craft Brewing oh. in Kenosha, Wisconsin, because, you know, I have to be all fancy pants with my craft brew. Is that really that much, Anyways, that much better? I, I think uh, Wisconsin beer is kind of shit. You know what? You're kind of shit. Got him. Michigan beer yeah, all the way. You, Eric. You piece of shit. A twenty-four five discussion. As many of you know, <laughs> Black Mirror is an acclaimed British anthology television series known for its chilling and often thought-provoking exploration of technology's impact on society. Sound like any A24 movies you know? Maybe some ex machina, anyone? The series takes its name from the idea that our modern-day screens, such as televisions, computers, and smartphones, act as mirrors, reflecting and distorting our society and humanity. One of the show's notable characteristics is its ability to engage viewers by depicting familiar elements of our current society and pushing them to extreme or unsettling outcomes. During the next hour, we're going to attempt to break down each episode, touch on some of those cinematic elements, some of the themes maybe of the episodes, and we're going to try to give them a rating. So strap in as we begin with episode one, Joan is Awful. The episode is described on Netflix as follows. An average woman discovers a global streaming service has adapted her daily life and her secrets into a drama starring A-list actress Salma Hayek. So in order to keep these clear and succinct, I want each of us to give our own personal review of the episode on the surface first. What were your first impressions? What did you think of the cinematography? Did it have any A24 vibes? And most importantly, did you enjoy it? After we that, we can dive into the themes, uh, but reminder that these all need to be spoiler-free. Who wants to go first? Joan, Joan is awful. Eric. Okay. Eric, you're up. Joan is well, awful. Kevin, Give me the rundown. I don't skate through life, Kevin. I walk through life in really nice shoes, as Annie Murphy would say in Schitt's Creek. Uh, I really like Annie <laughs> Murphy a lot, and I, I also love uh, Schitt's Creek, so seeing her... Right off the bat in the first Black Mirror episode, I, it was lovely. I, I just always, I love her as an actress. And this episode, I feel actually really, it was a great coming back episode to Black Mirror. I'm a huge Black Mirror fan. I've been watching it for years. And I think it, how many years has it been since the last one? Three years, maybe? Um, four. Okay. It kind of had all of the themes that you love in Black Mirror, the meta-ness of of it and the ridiculousness, absurdity, insanity. 
But then they threw in some really cool cameos in here, which I will uh, not name the other two cameos I love uh, to keep it spoiler free. But I think this this episode was really about data mining and how streaming net networks are using data mining to create content, reality TV, and otherwise. And uh, they are basically like taking all this data and just like trying to make these very formulaic, algorithmic TV shows that are all kind of copying each other. Like there there are good Netflix TV shows out there, obviously like Black Mirror. But uh, what I love is that Black Mirror is just openly making fun of uh, Netflix and that it came right off the bat right away calling it streamberry by the way it's it's it was cool mm-hmm. i'd really did enjoy that uh, netflix poking fun of itself with the streamberry or being kind of aware of their current sphere of influence yep. was um, kind of interesting especially because being released on netflix itself all right kelly what did you think of joan is awful yeah i think eric is awful because he just took everything that i wanted to say <laughs> But also, I completely agree, and I think uh, that I had said it too. I was like, this is such a good welcome back to Black Mirror. Sorry we kept you waiting so long. You know how we always give you those episodes that, like, there's a lot of really dark stuff, and then every now and then they, we, I'm talking as if I'm Black Mirror, we throw in those, like, funny little breaks <laughs> in between, as we know that you're binging it. This was, like... All of the good, like, funny parts of, uh, like, previous Black Mirror episodes that I've enjoyed. So, it was just, like, this, like, homecoming in a way. And it, they got tons of star power just to kind of, like, flex on us, I felt like. Um, and they did it in such, like, a good, like, cheeky kind of way. Um, with a little bit of mind-bending at the end. Like, remember how we do this to you? We're gonna keep that up. So, that's that's still part of the recipe as well. So... I thought that this was just like a great like homecoming is how I would call it. So it sounds like they nailed it with episode one for for you diehards out there. Cool. Cole, you're up next, buddy. What did you think of uh, the foray into season six after such a long departure? Yeah, so I, I, I wouldn't say I'm like an avid Black Mirror watcher. I really liked season one and then i kind of fell off and i haven't really watched like the later seasons and then like i saw this came back on and everyone was hyping it up and i was like you know what i need to drop back into black bear like the kiska said man like they started off strong like the first episode i was like this is this is what i remember black mirror i remember it being i like the episodes that are kind of goofy a little funny but then like has a twist and you're just like kind of well this is kind of fucked up a little bit <laughs> like I don't, I don't like where this is going i also love Shit's creek and uh i i love that actress and the fact that she was you know front and center throughout this thing and and the amount of cameos they had was quite comical um so overall very very pleased with this uh introduction back into it and uh i love the self-awareness of netflix to allow this to happen and to just let them do what they need to do and, and, and really knocked it out of the park. I was very pleased. And I'll say, you know, I've read a lot of like detractors on uh, this whole season in general. I, I think a lot of them are saying like, oh, this didn't have the mind blowing social commentary that a lot of these other amazing uh, seasons of Black Mirror have had. And to you, I say, just have a little fun. You know, we can watch some sci-fi. Things can just be entertaining and fun. And I know that that, you know, some of the social commentary in each of these episodes isn't mind blowing or doesn't throw you in your head and make you think of something, you know, you've never thought of before. But what more can they cover is what I'm going to ask after all the first five seasons. I think that even though I've already thought of a lot of the premises of all these episodes, it can still just be fun. The themes, I would say. 10%. So for me, briefly, I'm not an overly big avid fan of Black Mirror like Cole. I know it exists in the the general culture. I've probably seen a couple of episodes, but I certainly wasn't anticipating this season like a lot of fans. Um, Knowing that I was going to watch it for this podcast, uh, I basically sat down and was like, all right, well, mind fuck ahoy. And knowing that I was basically in for it, and that's the attitude I think you need to have going into Black Mirror. Don't expect anything else. Don't actually have any expectations Mm -hmm. at all, 
Because if you do, you're going to ruin it for yourself. And like you said, Eric, just embrace it. And what I love about anthology TV series is that you can have something stand alone and yet feel like it's part of a bigger universe, even if it's very limitedly connected. I enjoyed this episode a lot. Immediately, it felt real. It felt like something that I could absolutely experience being an avid Netflix watcher, someone who has been in Joan's position as a middle manager who's had the cloud above him of people telling him what to do and the people below him that he had to terminate in those circumstances. It made me feel like, oh my God, am I awful? Like, what if someone was following around my life in this circumstance? Like, it felt insanely real that you could be sitting around with your significant other, turn on a show, and all of a sudden all your deepest, darkest secrets are laid bare because you clicked a content agreement or a user <laughs> agreement that's 54 pages long. Uh, I enjoyed the comedy in this episode to no end. The church scene had me absolutely fucking rolling on the ground laughing. As far as like Merry Christmas, I'm not I'm, I'm not breaking any other things. Just everybody enjoy this for what it was. There's a couple one-liners that just really just got me to the point where I I couldn't stop laughing. Like, doesn't my asshole have rights? <laughs> We're gonna save that, but. <laughs> it's really important. This this episode hit all the notes for me. It had the mind fuckery. It had the the comedy. It had the star power. It had everything I was looking for in a Black Mirror episode. So, props on them from getting it started right off the bat. Okay, anybody else on Joan is awful? No, but I do want to like name her episode Black Mirror Mind Fuck Ahoy. Now, uh, I yes. know that yeah. all yeah. the podcast uh, apps will de algorithm us, um, but. You know, I just okay. Just I won't do mind it. F mind F asterisk E F F. F you yeah, know. yeah. You you could do it. Mind F asterisk. Okay. Ahoy! Yeah. Episode two. Lock Henry. While filming a nature documentary in a sleepy Scottish town, a young couple catches wind of a juicy local story with ties to a shocking past event. Same approach. Who wants to go first? How did this episode stand out compared to other Black Mirror episodes? And how did it come on the back of something as good as Joan is awful? Cole, I want you to go first this time. Yeah, so I watched these like pretty much back to back, and I was still riding the high of Joan is awful and uh, rolled right into this one. Much different vibes, much like kind of slower, less comedy, more grounded. Um, so I, I, I enjoyed, I always enjoy the kind of the the change of pace with all these ones and how they're self-contained stories and they're all under 90 minutes which is amazing uh so i definitely enjoyed this one a lot too um kind of the uh real life detective type stuff uh i am a little sad that i never uh you know i was wondering what happened about the guy with the eggs but you know while i digress uh, <laughs> how could we forget about uh, the guy with the eggs <laughs> uh I, I really like the set piece in the overall um, kind of like, you know, cinematography and like the way they set this up. Um, I, re I really like this episode. I thought they did a phenomenal job with it. And um, this one did not have the star power as the other one. And I think that played like played well for it because the, the first Jonah's awful needed that star power to make it pop. And then this one was less about the star power, more about the story and kind of, like the digging into it and getting the more and more fucked up stuff. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good one, man. This episode right. for me, unlike most Black Mirror episodes I've ever seen, but this one exploded A24 vibes for me. Out the wazoo and the, I don't remember the actor's name, but he's Podrick from Game of Thrones, Is shows up in this one. The man with the golden dick. <laughs> he shows up in this wow, episode. I didn't even recognize yep. him from there. Yep. Holy he's the bartender. Cow. Yep, and I it felt like it felt like a hug, <gasps> a personal Uncle hug Charles to me. Bartender. Yep. Um, because Podrick was such a like, uh, not to cut you off, mm -hmm. but he was such a wholesome character, and this bartender's screaming yeah. fucking bugger off. And he's he's gained a, yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. He's, he he's was, gained some muscle since. Yes. yes, that's probably awesome. why. Well, yeah. he's older. Out. Time, time has passed. Out. It was yep. amazing to see him, and I loved that I wasn't familiar with the other actors. It's always awesome to see like unfamiliar faces do such an amazing, convincing job in all their roles. I thought that the cinematography of this episode, it was like a most violent year, and like the amount of color and like velvet mm -hmm. and 
uh, just like this, like rich tapestry that they've built for this story. This this was a really good episode. It's not like a normal Black Mirror episode, but it is like an A twenty four movie. It was it was so delicious. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, I'm gonna go next before Eric because I I want to piggyback off of that one. I agree completely that the twists, which we're certainly not going to spoil, felt so A twenty four for me and the, the way that they hit idea that there was horror and drama and things on the screen that I couldn't look away from felt very A24 for me. In general, I loved, like you said, the the idea that there was some unassuming actors that I didn't know a lot about that delivered incredibly poignant roles. I thought that um, in general that the episode was, the scenery was beautiful, like really lying into that, that huge open scenery with the drone shots and giving us mm-hmm. all of those overheads and just really, really putting the idea that you're in, you know, the Highlands uh, out there. I thought they just did a great job in general. Um, you know, I felt like I was in Scotland the whole time. They did good, world building was phenomenal, especially mm-hmm. in such a small amount of time because, you know, we talk about these usually at full-length features, and now we're trying to get this world-building into such a small amount, and they did. All of those characters felt flushed out. They all felt like they had a backstory. They all had something that was interconnected throughout the episode, and I thought that was all really, really well done and uh, was definitely... I was not disappointed or let down at all coming off of Jonas Awful. Because just like you, Cole, I watched this in concentric order, essentially. One, two, three, yesterday, and you know, whatever it was. So having them on back of each other has been very interesting because I could compare them to each other directly, which is pretty cool. Which I think a lot of people do when they binge Netflix shows in general. And maybe that's their intent when they're going into it. But mm-hmm. I digress. So that's what I thought. Eric, what do you think? So uh, I... This was my favorite uh, of the whole season. I, I definitely put this as my first, and I we're not getting into the scales yet because uh, we're later going to judge one through five. I, it was my favorite, though. Either way, uh, I think this one was really about how like streaming networks and I mean documentaries nowadays are really like making money money off of and exploiting human trauma and uh, how we as a human race kind of have such a high tolerance and are so desensitized to violence that like normal documentaries about serial killers aren't enough anymore. We have to find like the most depraved and fucked up serial killers out there for it to be interesting to us. Like I feel like we have a serial killer scale that we have, you know, like we have to find the most fucked up serial killers to uh, have an interesting documentary about it. And all of that commentary felt very fresh to me, actually. Like, yeah. I, I really enjoyed thinking about that. I think the acting in this was phenomenal. I think the whole story, where it led us, was just, it was great. And extra points for having uh, Podrick in it. I I loved it. And <laughs> Podrick also the points. Se- yeah, exactly. And the scenery <laughs> was just was just great. Like, uh, countryside of Scotland, it's always been a place... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm, I've been interested in visiting, and it brought me there and had some amazing cinematography to go with it. So overall, I, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode, my favorite of the season. I feel like Fantastic. the commentary, like the social commentary of this episode that I get from it without any spoilers mm-hmm. is like the amount of other podcasts that are out there and YouTube documentaries and Instagram pages that are all dedicated to just like crime and mm-hmm. murder crime. and yep. the true the the rise of this like true crime like culture and like yep. fascination and like zeitgeist is just like where where does that lead us and what if it happened then like because that's what black mirror asks yeah. what if mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you know at what cost you know you dive deep into this stuff and like it affects the people that may be connected to these kind of like you know the victims and stuff like that and you know, I, I don't know how I would feel if I knew that, like, someone that, like, you know, a family member or someone that was murdered by a serial killer. Now Netflix is like, hey, you want to watch this thing about Dahmer? Exactly. <laughs> I was just yep. going to say it's the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary. And then you have all Netflix. these people that are, like, they, you know, find Dahmer attractive. There's, like, all these people yeah. Yeah. that are sexualizing mm-hmm. these serial killers on top of all that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I thought dark. it was, like. Yep. Yeah, that the the ending and the twists and stuff like that, and like really the ending was just like pretty, 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 pretty nice. Let's make Zac Efron Ted Bundy. Why not? Let's go. (laughs) Before we move on, watch it it happen. Before we move on to our third episode, it did. 
What? It, yeah, it, it did. did it definitely yeah. did. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. not a joke. That, that's, that's, that's not a real joke. We're already living it, Kelly. Yeah. We're here. I am gasping right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, what? This is a Black Mirror episode right now. Yeah. Ah! Yep, yep. <laughs> anyway, real quick before we get to episode three, uh, there was a quick Easter egg in episode one, Jonah's Awful, where they were scrolling through Netflix. Uh, the first option that came up was Lock Henry on the top of their mm. Netflix screen, the yeah. documentary. Oh. So, okay. Yeah, uh, how about that? All right, Very so funny. moving on to episode three, Beyond the Sea. In an alternative 1969, two astronauts on a perilous high-tech space mission grapple with the fallout of an unfathomable tragedy back on Earth. Ooh. All right, I'm going to start with this one. Why not? We're, we're moving in the right direction here. So for me, episode three was pretty enthralling, I have to say. I think that something about the star power of Josh Hartnett right off the bat kind of was, I won't say comforting, but it kind of allowed me to get into his character a little bit more, especially, and same thing with Aaron Paul. Being familiar with both of those guys going into this episode allowed me to kind of get into their character almost a little bit more right off the bat. I loved the set pieces in this episode. The home decor of some of, of, of definitely of the astronauts, the set pieces of the farm, of how they intentionally were able to basically make it feel just like 1969, but in a super futuristic, crazy way. That was awesome to me because I could somehow rationalize the environment that these guys were in with this same idea that this robot man was somehow on the earth while his body was up in space. And it wasn't even that far of a stretch at the time for me, which was pretty cool. Uh, I really enjoyed some of the um, historical aspects of it. Um, We are still spoiler free here, but you know, there is a pretty grisly murder in the first part of the, um, the episode, which is reminiscent of you know historically a grisly murder, Manson for, murders, Manson yep. murders, exactly. Yep. Um, so I thought that was very cool that the episode allowed us to kind of see what the real life things that could allow for this scenario to occur, essentially. So while it did feel far fetched, it definitely felt grounded in kind of some of those things that you were feeling during the episode itself. Uh, the visceralness of this episode was was extreme compared to the other ones. Uh, I didn't feel any comedic aspects to this episode comparative to any of the previous ones. Uh, there was nothing but drama, essentially, throughout it. It did feel a little long compared to some of the other ones, but I feel like that was necessary to get to where you got at the end of it with the big reveal. So I will say in closing that basically I enjoyed watching that episode. Uh, it was still continued to impress me through with this season and i just enjoyed kind of what they sat down for me uh from there so that's my little thing uh kelly what do you think i immediately really liked this one i love um the aesthetic of the atomic age give me mid-century modern all day long especially if we're going to do an alternate version where things are just a little bit different so the setup and the world that they build right away from like what makes somebody famous in this universe is it was just like so I was just in it. I really, really enjoyed this episode. Um, I think that they do such a good job of like playing into the psyche of isolation when trauma occurs and how that affects a person in such a interesting like retro futuristic way it's so cool the world that they put it in i love that we have a rather like limited cast in this episode of just like three absolute powerhouses everybody does a a plus job with their characters and just carries it all the way through and on top of that they add the black mirror like Kevin said there's no comedy in this one it's all drama and it gives me absolute horror to my core when I think about space Mm -hmm. (laughs) they show being in space in like what I find to be like the absolute scariest way so I have I have a big fear of deep space deep ocean anything like that and they just like they just they got deep fakes 
terrify me <laughs> the most, the actually. <laughs> so they play into all of that. And um, just the three of these actors alone, and but then the, the world that they put it in, it's just delicious. I loved this episode. Fantastic. Eric, what'd you think? Uh, I liked Charlie Brooker. He's the, he's the guy that created uh, Black Mirror. I like how he had the courage to venture into historical fiction and still somehow make it sci-fi. And, you know, the introducing this aspect of what if we had clones uh, that were on Earth uh, that we could slip into uh, when the space age was happening. I, and I liked how they set up the 1960s and the space age, yet still, like, introduce the sci-fi aspect to it. I really enjoyed that. Always a big fan of Aaron Paul. I was always a big fan of Breaking Bad and everything he's done. And uh, Kate Mara, she's awesome. Josh Hartnett, I like, uh, recently he's had like kind of a comeback after he was mostly a rom-com guy, teenage heartthrob uh, early on in his acting career. Now he's really had this comeback. And without spoiling it, I'm going to say I didn't like the ending. Um, and that, that actually detracted it from like compared to the other episodes for me. Uh, and yeah, we're not going to spoil it, so we're not going to have more discussion on that. But like, uh, that was really the only uh, detractor I had from this episode. But I liked the whole story and the courage to go into historical fiction in uh, Black Mirror. I thought that was a really cool idea. Fantastic. Cole, bring us home, boy. Yeah, so I um, absolutely love the set piece and like the time. And uh, one of my favorite things that I love to see in cinema and in in movies and stuff like that is uh, the use of kind of like what Kelly was saying, the atomic age, where it's like the use of high technology, but still in an analog function. Mm. So you have like one of my favorite films, The Thing, Alien and stuff like that, where it's almost like like with Alien, you're in a spaceship traveling across the universe and stuff like that. And they're still, still sitting there doing all this like, using mechanical means and like computers and shitty graphs and all that stuff. And it's very similar, very reminiscent where everything is still very analog mechanical and you're not, it's not like these giant touch screens that are all see-through and holograms Mm -hmm. and all this like super high sci-fi. So I really liked that aspect. Um, And uh, I I really liked the actors. They did a phenomenal job. Um, I was really into the story about three quarters of the way through it. And similar to Eric, once you reach a certain point, I was like, I think I know where this is going. And then it went right to where it was going. And I just was, I don't know, I was kind of disappointed with how it ended. Um, I felt like they could have, I really was hoping that they were, something different was going to happen. But um, it still was very, very good episode. Definitely not, not like a down point at all. But, you know, from you, from in my opinion, you kind of went like, the first ep- first two episodes were very good, and then this one was very good for about seventy five percent. But that ending just didn't quite stick with me. But I, I really love the set piece and, and that whole age, and uh, just the way that they portrayed the the nineteen sixties with some of the. I do wish we could discuss the ending, sweet. but I do want our viewers to watch it so I don't want to spoil it. In the sense that I do disagree <laughs> yeah. with you guys, so it's like okay. I want to be able to defend why I thought the ending was yeah. great. I'm on but this half of the table. But though, that's still good, on. though, because people listening to this yep. would be like, well, great. Some people didn't like the ending, and someone did like the ending. So I guess I gotta go watch the episode. So you're welcome, Netflix. Give us our <laughs> check. Yeah. Anybody else on a Beyond the Sea? No, no. no. Somewhere. Good name of that episode. Beyond, Beyond the, the Sea. sea. I did enjoy that song the music. in there. That was good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the music in that episode was excellent, but okay, let's move on to what I think we're all going to agree will be the low point of this episode or this season. Episode four, Maisie Day, a troubled Hollywood starlet goes to great lengths to escape packs of invasive paparazzi as she deals with the aftermath of a hit and run. So does anyone disagree with me that this is their least favorite episode of the season, or am I the uh, uh, the, the outlier in this one? I do not disagree. I mean, this this episode literally made me like feel nauseous and have to stop watching <laughs> cool. at one point. All right, so. so we can all agree that when we get to our ratings, <laughs> this will be five for everybody. So just yeah. spoilers out of the way for anybody listening. This is our collective least favorite episode. Yeah. Who wants to start tearing this one apart first? <laughs> 
It well, incorporates something. Sorry, I'll I'll lead the way. I suppose. Okay, let me phrase. Who wants to tear it apart and then give redeeming qualities? Because yes, <laughs> there are some redeeming qualities. I yeah. I shouldn't shit on it completely. Go ahead. Eric, should I be polite and let you go first? I interrupted. No, you, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. So it I'll go. Incorporate something. <laughs> Cole, you're not allowed. Nobody said so. <laughs> I'll go. All right. This episode incorporates on its twist, like halfway through this episode, um, something that I absolutely love about. I don't know how to walk around this one. This is something that I love that ends up being the twist and it just is so not supposed to be there it's so weird and it's so not right (laughs) yep that's like i know it's like as vague as can be if you've seen it you know if you haven't you'll find out but like find out to put that into a world of like yes we know paparazzi paparazzi bad celebrity hard like Mm -hmm. okay like everybody's heard that story a hundred times but what should be a really interesting twist is just like what? That's how I felt this whole entire episode was just yeah. What? I, I, what? I what? liked the first half of this. That's what was annoying about it is that <laughs> I liked that they went into historical fiction again, put us in the mid aughts, the mid two thousands, and like reminded us of what it was like when like Britney Spears was uh, you know slowly going crazy and that. Uh, the paparazzi, you know, they were just everywhere. Perez Hilton, uh, you you just saw them all over the streets in L.A. and New York City, and I mean, they're still kind of there, but like it was, it was just no no uh, boundaries or borderlines back then. And I actually really enjoyed how they like depicted that, um, even though it, yeah, it's obvious, yeah, paparazzi's bad. We we know that, but uh, but then the second half of it, it just yeah, it does something it shouldn't do, and it drops off from like this kind of cool historical fiction that we were in and like I, I was saying with beyond the sea the ending i didn't like but i would say like 80 percent of it i liked and then and then this it was just like 50 percent of it i liked and then uh the other 50 percent just uh it really fell off yep i will uh, agree 100 percent on that i thought that it set up at the beginning kind of like an interesting look into, you know, the moral dilemma of what somebody who would be in that position might have to deal with, you know, directly being responsible for someone's blood. We looked at from a, a real-life perspective. They talk about Princess Diana probably wouldn't have been in that situation without paparazzi, and there's probably other individuals' lives that have been destroyed by the paparazzi. And so that perspective was absolutely something that was compelling and awesome. But then, yeah, it gets to the to the twist and the weirdness and lost me so i won't waste any more time with that um but it it did answer or ask a question that has been asked before whether or not those individuals are you know responsible for the death of mm-hmm. not necessarily directly but indirectly but mm-hmm. that's my takeaway on that cole got anything you want to add on miss Maisie day yeah so um i like kelly i'm a very big fan of the idea behind the twist of like what occurred. I really, really enjoy those films and like, I'm a big fan of them. Uh, the way they executed this one was like one of the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> like they didn't follow like any of like the lore or mm-hmm. anything around it. They were just like, Hey, it's here. And then it was just like, all right, we're going to wrap this bad boy up. We'll, we'll yeah, see you it's next like they week. ran out of yeah. ideas. And they're like, eh, we're just going to cut it off. So, and, like, the first half, I was, <laughs> I was, I, I guess, like, I I just watched Infinity Pool, so I thought, like, <laughs> oh, what an interesting thing that's happening mm-hmm. here. And then it just, like, went a completely different direction and was way too drawn out. It was, mm-hmm. this this felt like a very long episode, um, and I don't think it, I don't know how long it was. I think it was the shortest of the five, wasn't. right? Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. This felt like the longest yeah. I also was watching this on a plane ride back 
And as we were like starting to land and stuff, it was one of the scenes where like the paparazzi people, it was in the dark room and there's flashes everywhere. And I'm just like watching this on an iPad. It's just like flashing me as like turbulence and stuff like that. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm about to start throwing up everywhere on this place. At I ended up 42 minutes. Watching. It comes yeah. in very short in comparison. So yeah. it really does mm-hmm. feel as cut off and lazy because, you know, yeah. 42 minutes. Beyond the Sea was an hour and 20. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I ended up having to stop watching it, and then I picked it back up and watched. Uh, essentially, I stopped it right before the twist, and then I watched the rest of the twist, which was like fifteen minutes, and it was like fifteen minutes of just like. So for me, the twist got spoiled then- because my wife was watching Black Mirror just randomly in the living room at a point that I had like come upstairs and like watching it, and <laughs> the twist part was the only part that I saw. So imagine how terrible that was, but being the only context that you saw at all for the whole See, fucking if, episode. If that was the only context I saw, I would be like, what is this? I'm interested. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> I guess maybe you want to know how they got there, right? You're curious, yeah. but it was such a just <laughs> wet fart. It was a wet fart. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Episode number five is entitled Demon 79. Northern England, 1979, a meek sales assistant discovers she must commit terrible acts to prevent an imminent disaster. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Cole, you've been going last. I guess you're going to have to go first now. I I like this one. What you think? I thought it kind of went back to the Jonah's Awful vibes of like a lot of comedy thrown into the mix and like the way that the demon was portrayed, I really enjoyed. Also, I'm a really big fan of the um the oh fuck, what's what's the song that they sing um about um Rasputin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that song is, is amazing. That I I like crack up every time I hear it. Yeah, and the too. fact that I saw it was in a, in a TV show just made my day. Right, so. and that the main like really the main singer it. was the guy. I just <laughs> I yeah. lost yeah. it. So so good. Um, and then it obviously has a lot of like dark undertones because it's like this guy's a demon, and you gotta do you know a bunch of terrible things. And then it it uh, I enjoyed like the demon politics of like the fine print of stuff and and, and, like he's trying to like you know not get cast out as a demon and um all in all i thought this was quite a a funny kind of twist on a film and like i like the kind of the vibes that it had where it takes like a stereotypical like horror movie with like demonic present and you got to do stuff and and uh, i feel like a24 has some of those films that has some of those kind of fun twists on a not on a, like a typical horror movie that they add a little stuff to it and add a little flair so i really liked it um it definitely was i would not call this a black mirror episode though because it did not do really anything that i'm used to for black mm-hmm. mirror um even if you take the sci-fi stuff out of it it was just not a black mirror episode i enjoyed it but it's not what i was expecting overall um still fun still good but not like what, what i would turn on Black Mirror and expect to see kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right, Eric, what do you think? I really enjoy this one. The inner screenwriter in me made this, like, I, I didn't mind that it wasn't, like, normal Black Mirror, personally. I It was so funny to me at every turn, and they took horror aspects, the supernatural aspects that, uh, that you see in a lot of, like, other great films, like uh, when demons come in and so- something happens, and you it, it just... It puts you in this, like, really odd predicament and everything, and uh, this uh, episode, I think, was about the rising tides of fascism and xenophobia and the feeling how, like, this fascism is kind of leading us to the end of the world and uh, the need to do something drastic to fight it, and then they introduce this demon aspect into it to kind of get us to that point, and I I like the, like, initially, I, I was scared of the demon, but then he just ended up being hilarious. And then also the directing that still gave me like horror vibes yet made it comedic was spot on. And the director was Toby Haynes. And he also directed another great film that I like called Brexit, uh, which was an HBO film. And you can see the parallels there to 
kind of rising tides of fascism and Brexit, and then this film, uh, or this uh, TV film, I guess. It's actually technically a TV film. This was one of my favorites uh, this season, for sure. I um, don't want to repeat too much what you guys have all said there, but I really enjoyed this episode. Again, not being a huge Black Mirror watcher, I don't have this idea of what a Black Mirror episode should be or shouldn't be. So for me, the conflict and the question that this episode poses was enough for me to to think about during the whole time or to chew on. I thought the acting job in this one was phenomenal. I wish I had her name in front of me, but whoever played the main character in this one, um, Eric can look it up for me here quick. But Anhana Vasan. She did such a great job from a body language standpoint of these like faraway shots of her eyes just emoting, you know, fear, anger, hate, whatever it was as she's going through. She did such a great job of putting me <laughs> in her position, just being like, what the fuck would I do if I was, you know, forced yeah. with this choice? Like, and if if an episode or any sort of content brings me into where I can literally feel what the main protagonist is doing, that is true art to me. That's true. Mm-hmm. You did something really, really cool by allowing me to kind of feel that. Um, the demon, his ability to have a comedic value to something incredibly heavy. If you were to have this episode without the comedic value, it would not work. It'd be just too dark. It'd be too... Mm-hmm. There's nothing redeeming about it but the comedic aspect of this really allowed it to kind of breathe and let you think about the heavy 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 side of one of it while kind of you know enjoying the episode and not being completely turned off by the by the raw motion of it which kind of what suffered a little bit from beyond the sea for example where you really had to feel all of that heaviness in the end that episode for me it was just uh it was a great great episode it was good Uh, i really enjoyed it uh overall Kelly, bring us home. What'd you think? Yeah. When Cole said this kind of takes us back to like the feeling of Joan is awful with like the comedy value of it. I completely agree. So it makes sense for the season that they kind of like start and end it on the same kind of similar vibe. I think they did a good job in this episode of having us live in our main character's shoes. Maybe for me, because I worked in a department store for a while too. I was like, this is a very real world that they built here by somebody who's clearly been in that kind of situation her co-worker we know the kind of girl too and yeah. that's with them showing the casual and overt racism and discrimination that our main character faces and they do it without it being so heavy that it's like um like absolutely taxing but Mm -hmm. rather just show it for what it is and then we move on we roll our eyes and we move on and our main character rolls her eyes and this is just the world that she lives in so they uh, they did that in a great job i thought with this episode i didn't love this episode though in general i felt like the pacing of it was kind of randomized for me the demon was really cool i like the way that he can transform and it reminded me of uh the first episode of death note the anime if anybody has yep. seen that uh with the yeah. and it's not just because of the big shoulder pads with feathers but just having this entity following you around and giving you this like ability that's otherworldly mm-hmm. and this big uh decision that you're you're handed and what kind I of thought it was donald morality. glover at first and i got really excited oh that would have been amazing too <laughs> that would have been the best thing in the world that been awesome. sorry i but didn't interrupt i just had that it's okay i i so in in whole i think it was an interesting concept and i also like the the setting of it being in 79 and i think they did an amazing job with the style with the color in general throughout the whole episode for me i just this one just didn't like hit as much i don't know if it's because i was like this is supposed to be Black Mirror and this doesn't feel Black Mirror. I don't even know if that's my qualm. It just wasn't like succinct in full for me. Yeah. I, well, Say no I, more. I, I, I disagree, but yeah, I, I just said yeah because I'm like, yeah. <laughs> are, we, are we debating you, you that or are we moving now, on? So. I think it's well, time I, to... I'm not debating because I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, That's right. I, that's right. I, I disagree. How about that? Okay, well, I disagree with you. I protest. (laughs) I protest. (laughs) All right, with the protesting, we are going to move this on in 
to our final reviews. So basically how I want to do this is you guys are going to have an opportunity to just kind of give your opinion on the season in general, if you haven't said so already. And then we're just going to rate these one through five, starting with our least favorite and ending with our favorite, Nesha Kelly. And she's going to do three, two, one, four, or something odd. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Wait, so it's five through we'll one, least favorite to favorite. Yes, least favorite to favorite. Okay, okay. All right, Who so wants to start? Who, who, Cole just raised his hand. Cole, you're up first. Yeah. Yeah, so my uh, last one, also known as uh, the E letter, uh, is going to be Macy Day. So that's my number five. Yeah. Um, definitely the just the weakest of the whole thing. Um, <laughs> number four I had as uh, Beyond the Sea. I, I really wanted to like that one a lot more than... Uh, but it was it was very long, and the ending just really didn't stick for me. So I had that one at four, and then uh, for at number three I had uh, Lock Henry. I thought that one was a very very solid. I like the top three. I think are pretty interchangeable for me. But Lock Henry followed by Demon Seventy Nine, and then Joan is awful. I think is like the pinnacle of kind of like Black Mirror itself. So I really had to have that one at the top. So that's kind of my my rundown. Love it. Eric, what do you think? All right, my least favorite is Maisie Day, like we've all agreed uh, that that's just the worst one. Uh, Beyond the Sea, number four. Uh, I, I think the ending, it just like was my least favorite out of, uh, or no, not my least favorite out of the five, but uh, <laughs> it, the ending was fourth not as good as, the, the, yeah, the fourth least favorite out of the five and not as good <laughs> as my top three, uh, although I enjoyed a lot of the themes and concepts uh, of that episode. Jonah's awful is number three for me. I I felt like that was a really good like homecoming episode, like we were saying, but then it it felt a little too glitzy for me at times. Where uh, these next two I felt like were more cinematic pieces. Jonah's awful felt more like Streamberry, you know, <laughs> because it was Streamberry in a way. Number two, I'm gonna have Demon Seventy Nine. Uh, I felt like that was just a cool standalone, and it did feel like its own little movie to me. And like I was saying, it. It had these like heavy themes, but then delivered them so comedically. And I just really enjoyed the writing of that one. Number one for me was Lock Henry, that just the whole premise of it and everything, which now that Kevin says it, Lock Henry was on the Jonah's awful screen. So maybe it is technically sci-fi as it takes place in the future. So uh, it just, you know, ha- has themes that obviously are very relevant today that are happening as we're talking about it. But yeah, Lock Henry is number one because it, the writing and comedy aspect of it, like Demon 79, was so so good for me. But then also uh, it has the horror and mind-bending suspense that is known in Black Mirror that I really love. Number one, Lock Henry for me. All right. Kelly, come on in. What do you got? Yeah. So, Kevin, you asked kind of what we thought of this season of Black Mirror compared to others. And I consider myself a pretty big Black Mirror fan. I think I've watched every episode like probably twice except for this new season. I just really like the concept and the whole series. I think that this season is in general just kind of lighter than previous seasons. Uh, Easier to digest. Bigger budget it felt like. I mean it didn't just feel like it looked like um, with actors, with film work, with scoring with everything it was just a much bigger production in general and it was lighter so it almost felt like this it's been a long break it feels like the start of a new take on black mirror i would be surprised if they were to go back to kind of how it was before i think if they continue to keep going it's going to be more like this kind of size this these kind of stories with that here comes my list number five Maisie Day, just like everybody else. That one was a that one was a stinker. Uh, number four, in contrast to my cohorts, is Demon Seventy Nine. Probably you guys saw that one coming from me. Number three in the mid tier is our homecoming episode. Joan is awful. Gave me all the vibes. Sits right there in the middle. Top two are my top two favorites by far. These ones, if I was to make steps, these ones are up a whole nother step. And number two is Lock Henry. I thought that was amazing. If you're a big A24 fan, that's the one for you. And number one for me is Beyond the Sea, for sure. I loved that whole story. I would watch 
the whole thing over like six times and never get sick of it. I thought it was just like absolutely a great, great story. All right. Well, I don't have a whole lot to add that it hasn't already been said. We've obviously beaten over a dead horse. Maisie Day. People still watch it, though. It's just because it's number five. You have to have a number five. Still watch it. You know, it's worth your time because you have to watch the whole episode, the whole season at this point. So number uh, five comes in at Maisie Day. Number four for me, only because I have. So for me, it basically after five, they all kind of are, you know, they're very good. I enjoyed I enjoyed them all because I do have to rate them. Demon 79 comes in at number four um, for no other reason than I guess it felt a little long in the middle. And I just kind of wanted to get to the conclusion. Uh, and if I want to rush something, then it might have had some pacing issues. But it's neither here nor there. And it was very small. Number three comes in at Beyond the Sea. Um, I just think that the heaviness of that episode just still weighs on me in general. Not that that really brings it down or up. It's just kind of there for me. Um, I did enjoy the ending, but I enjoyed the other two more. Number two comes in at Joan is Awful. I love the realism of that. I think the possibility of that actually happening sometime is absolutely freaking terrifying. I think that deep fakes are something that we all should be worried about sometimes in our life. Um, and it's going to be sooner rather than later. And I just want you to think what that happens. What if that happens to you? I don't know. Just kind of scary. And number one for me is Lock Henry. Um, we talked about how it felt like an A24 movie. Uh, for me, I was so many times during the climax, I had my hands over my mouth or I was just shocked. I mean, the the twist and then a twist and then something. It was just time again. I felt I was typing out my notes this this episode. I was just in shock. It was great. And it didn't need to feel like a Black Mirror episode. It just was what it was, which was brilliant. So there's my list. One through five. Thank you all so much for joining us once again on A24 Vibes. I think this is going to be something fun that we can all get used to doing. And uh, make sure that we're releasing weekly content for you guys all to gobble up out there in podcast land. Hey, look, um, I made you some content. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Anybody else want to throw anything else? Uh, any plugs? Don't any, forget to else? read the fine print before you like and subscribe to all of our pages. Yes. 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 Hell yeah. Content. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 A24. Bye.